Welcome to another episode of the Get Fast Podcast brought to you by Trivelo Coaching where we help triathletes and cyclists like you train smarter to race faster. You are joined as always by your host, Australian Ironman champion and four times Nationals Master Cycling champion, Jared Donnelly, and I am Jordan Donnelly. Before we get into the episode, if you want to get our Expert Secrets Cheat Sheet, that is a cheat sheet of the very best tips and advice the experts on our podcast have said to help you train smarter and race faster, just go to getfastpodcast.com. That's getfastpodcast.com. So in today's episode, we had current professional triathlete, giant-sponsored triathlete, Tim Van Berkel. Tim has been a professional triathlete for the last 15 years. He's 36 years of age. He started his pro career at the end of 2006 uh, after getting into triathlons. He was a um, AFL footballer, like you'll hear in the podcast episode, but he switched across to triathlon. And since then, he's had a pretty decorated career. He's had some great wins across Ironman, half Ironman events and championships. Um, and he gave a really good insight into what uh, his career has been like, uh, the mindset, the trials, tribulations. Um, and it was, a, it was a really good insight into his perspective on his triathlon career and the triathlon world. What did you find the best part about the episode, Dad? Yeah, look, we've interviewed quite a a varied uh, group of uh, athletes, cyclists, triathletes, uh, just humans in general. And it's it's always interesting and intriguing for me to to hear how they go about it. Um, And for me, this is another example of uh, someone from a different perspective, um, and he's identified in his uh, career what works for him and what doesn't. And for him, uh, having focus, structure, training, concentration, uh, motivation, they're all really key things that are important, but if he goes too far, it's at the detriment of his result. And having a balance, that's the key thing I got out of listening to Tim with his career, the minute he put too much pressure on himself, the outcome was poor. Um, and having a really good balance of family and perspective of what, you know, sure, it's your job as a professional, but if you make it too serious, for some people, that's what they need. But for Tim, it didn't work. So for our listeners, you know, you've got to find what works for you. And if you need someone to, to make it, you know, a little bit more serious about uh, getting a result, then that's what you need to do. But if, if that doesn't work, then don't go down that track. Mm, absolutely. So uh, listen to the episode. It was a great one and he did provide that insight into exactly what worked for him, the different things that worked for him. He had some little nuggets in there of what he finds works, getting that balance right. Uh, he spoke about, again, some of the highs of his career, some of the harder points and what's probably kept him successful for the last 15 years. And at 36 years of age, some might say that your career is slowing down, but he gave some uh, awesome insight into his goals and aspirations going forward, and he's still got that hunger to get some really good results. So you'll hear that in the episode. So without further ado, here is Tim Van Berkel. All right, we've got professional athlete Tim Van Berkel on the line. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Uh, Yeah, thank you for having me and uh, look forward to having a chat. No worries. So to start off with, before we get into your professional career as a triathlete, we wanted to uh, ask you, what were you like as a kid growing up? What what got you into sport and, I mean, what did you enjoy as a kid? Uh, actually, growing up, I grew up in uh, a town called Albury-Wodonga and uh, it was very, very big on football. So I played a lot of Aussie rules football and I wanted to be a an AFL player and <laughs> and I and my footy team at the time we did 
uh, a triathlon in the summer to keep <laughs> to keep fit for um keep keep fit for footy. So yeah, we did this triathlon, and I just kind of caught the bug really, and I started to uh, follow triathlon a lot more, and and um, yeah, and I just yeah got the bug, and then I saw the Hawaiian Ironman on TV, and I just thought that what those guys those <laughs> the distances they covered and. Yeah. And uh, and I just thought that was crazy, and insane, and how fit these guys were, and I was just in awe. And I'm like, yeah. And that's ever since then, I wanted to do do Ironman and go to Hawaii. And yeah, yeah. I have, kind of haven't looked back since. Who were the uh, guys that were inspiring you on the telly? Who were the legends there? Oh, like I was a big Greg Walsh fan, uh, <laughs> Craig Alexander, great, yeah. uh, Mac. Yep. You know, growing watching those guys. Uh, you know, remember watching. Uh, my first Ironman experience was at Foster when uh, Chris McCormack and Luke Luke Bell went at it head to head. That was my first time I actually witnessed a, a triathlon in person. So yeah, it was just um, yeah, I was just got the bug and yeah, haven't yeah, it's been it's been a been a pretty crazy ride. Fantastic. Um, so that sort of brings us to the question: is is have you been in love with triathlon since that point, or is there uh, days where you think, oh, what? Why did I pick this sport? I mean, you obviously you've got talent as a swimmer, a rider, and a runner. Um, you're a footballer. Um, yeah. Looking back, um, yeah. What do you think about triathlon yeah, as a sport? I, I certainly don't love it like I used to. Like I used to be a full frother. I would like. <laughs> I remember being younger. I was, you know, like in my early twenties, mid twenties. I would like look up every result, find out who was racing, and you know I'd be on Ironman Live finding you know all the results. Not so much now. I, don't get me wrong, I'm passionate about my job and I love what I do. Um, just things have kind of changed for me now. I've got a family, I've got I've kind of got other interests, but I, I treat it more as my job now than than my um, than like I absolutely love it and involve my whole life around it. I don't certainly don't do that anymore, but. Yeah, I still I still enjoy the process. I still enjoy uh, I still enjoy racing. I enjoy building up to a race, racing, and uh, yeah, I just enjoy the process of it. Really, you know, the training and 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 pushing my body to see, you know, to get the max out of it, and yep. and just trying new things all the time, and and traveling the world, and all that thing, all that stuff, and and the people I've met along the way, the relationships relationships that I've built along the way has just been. It's been awesome. So I definitely love that side of the part, but I'm not a frother as, as I would like look up results of every race now. Yeah. You know, I've definitely got other interests now, but yeah, I still I still enjoy what I do. Well, well, that I mean, that would have to happen. You've been in a pro since what 2005. Um, yeah, I, yeah, 2006. End of 2006, I turned I yep. turned pro. I, I did the age group world championships right. yep. in Honolulu, Hawaii, and then. Two weeks later was the Ironman World Championships in Kona, so we went over. All us boys went over and and watched it, and yeah, it was just Fantastic. it was so unreal, and and yep. uh, it was such. I learned a lot just watching it that day, and yep. and that yeah, that's what really got fire in the belly to go race in Hawaii. Well, it didn't take you long before you had your first victory in uh, two thousand and eight, I think, at uh, Ironman WA. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So I yeah, I won Ironman West Australia as uh, I was twenty four years of age, and. Um, Fantastic. Was my third Ironman. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I can. I'm actually in my in my pain cave now. I'm looking at the photo, and I can I can remember it 
yeah. like yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was such a such a awesome experience and one I will very old tre- treasure for the rest of my life. So, Kim, would that be a highlight of your career? What, yeah, we I'd really like to hear what are the biggest highlights that you've that you can look. Yeah, back. it's definitely it's definitely up there. Um, you know, my four I've only had four Ironman wins and they're all pretty special. But probably my biggest um, win to date and to to my name is probably Ironman Cairns, which was the Asia Pacific champ. Yes, uh, I think why it's so special, obviously, because it was an Asia Pac title and, yep. and it was my first big title that I won. But yep. the way I did it, I I think I got off the bike 15 minutes down that day, mm. and I took the lead uh, around 18k, and and I think I won by maybe four four minutes or something. And um, you know, just getting off the bike so far down, thinking that my day's over, and you know. Yeah, if I can just uh, have a decent run and salvage a you know a podium at best, but to, to walk away with the win that day was, oh, it was um, it was it was awesome. I, I yeah, that's, that's I such, so a, such yeah. a great story, and uh, it's really good for you know our listeners that uh, you know it's never over, is it? That's that's really no, exactly. such an important especially message. especially in Ironman, it's such a long day. And anything can happen, you know, if you just mess one little thing up, like your fueling or your pacing, you can pay a big price and and you can go from hero to zero like that in an Ironman. And I think that's what I like about, I really like about it um, compared to, you know, 70.3 Olympic, you know, it, it's not over till the last kind of 10K and even then you can still have a massive explosion and, and, and lose a podium spot or lose the lead or something like that. And I, I, that really appeals to me, um, especially, you know, I'm not a, not the, the best swimmer. That's my Achilles heel. And, and yep. cycling, I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm not I'm not an Uber bike or anything like that, but I, I can ride all right. And obviously running's my running's my, my uh, favourite leg, my specialty. So, um, yeah, that those Ironman races, they really suit me and I really enjoy doing Ironman. So you, you mentioned then you've had some pretty big Ironman wins and I know you've had a lot of 70.3 good results as well, top three finishes, a few wins. But in terms of looking back at your career, what are some highlights that stand out that don't necessarily um, result in a win or a podium finish? Um, yeah, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, my wife gives me a bit of a hard time. that I, Like I haven't won a race since 2017, but I've had a lot of podiums and, I, I still find them very special. Mm. Uh, you know, it's hard to win races these days, and mm. and the the quality of fields you get to these races is awesome. You're racing some big superstars, and and I I don't consider myself like you know one of these superstar guys. I'm just kind of just a dad that does triathlon and been yeah. doing it a long time, and just enjoy what I do. I don't think I'm like a, a superstar or anything like that, but. Whenever I could get a podium, especially, you know, last year I didn't win a race at all, but I podied, I podied in, in a couple of championship races, uh, both Asia Pac titles, 70.3 and Ironman, I got second in both of them. Yeah. I st- I, they're still very special to me, you know. Yep. The the one in Vietnam, which was the Asia Pac 70.3 champs, I came second to Patrick Langer, who was the at the time the current Ironman. Ironman champion. Yep. You know, to finish second him like a minute, you know, that that's, that's special to me, but everyone just kind of looks at it as, oh, you, you were second again, kind yeah. of thing. And my wife gives me a hard time. She's like, oh, another second, another third. 
And I'm like, well, it's better than getting fourth and fifth, you know. Um, at the yeah. end of the day, I'm getting a paycheck and, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. you know, a big part of why I'm doing it is, you know, to avoid a real nine-to-five job. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I find all those little things special and, and uh, yeah, and plus traveling some of the, the places I get to travel. I get to travel a lot in Asia and I've been to some amazing places and yeah. experienced some awesome cultures and just experiences like that that I would never even got. Uh, if I was a normal, you know, tradie or, or an AFL football. footballer, or an AFL footballer, you know, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> experiences like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, Strategy-wise, yeah. strategy this is, you know, I'll just touch on, you know, you're putting yourself in the biggest races. You haven't shied away from any of those races. You've you've wanted to race the best, and you've beaten the best. Um, you know, you've won a lot of races. Strategy-wise, would you? Think now, as you're getting older, to select races where you've got more of an opportunity to win. Is that important to you, or are you happy? Um, yes, yes and no. Uh, yes, like obviously the big goal of mine every year for the past six, seven years has been Hawaii, uh, and that's that's the pinnacle of our sport. It's Kona, so every year I, I base my year around that, and I really want to get back there. And, and I was seventh on my debut year yeah. and and even in the late part of the marathon I was running in fourth but it was the last 5k, 5K I kind of yep. the old grand, grand piano fell on my shoulders <laughs> and, I, and I faded but um, I really want to get back there and, and better that result and um, I haven't I haven't done it yet I, like 2018 I would have 12th. been yep. close I was 12th but yep. I had a five minute penalty yes. which would have yep. put me fifth yep. um, Fantastic and I, like, I felt day. like Yep. Yeah, I felt like I had an awesome day. And I, I just mm. I keep having these bad luck. Like last year, I was in really good shape, and then three weeks out, I caught a I got a chest infection from my son from bloody daycare, and yep. it just it just absolutely yep. killed me. I was in bed for two mm. weeks, and I got to Hawaii. I just got, I just came good the day I got to the island, and yeah. even race week, I just didn't feel I just didn't feel like I was in world championship form but Still anyway I did the race yep. yeah I, I did the race got yep. through it but I just feel like I just keep having this bad luck but um I, I really want to get back there and 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 try to better that that try to get back in the top 10 so um obviously that's the big race that motivates me but now as I get older and and I've got a family and I, I'm not traveling as much as I used to so I used to try to plan my season and pick off these big races like um like South Africa, which is the African Championship, always gets a gun field. You know, I always want to yeah. go race the world's best. But but um, now I definitely would like to stay home a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and this year I was planning on racing Ironman Australia, which I haven't done since 2012. That's another race that really motivates me. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Port Macquarie for six years. My yes. parents live in Port Macquarie. Uh, I, you know, it's another race I really, really enjoy doing. But... Yeah, I'm just really I'm enjoying staying home, racing races like Cairns, uh, Ironman Western Australia, um, you know, just doing races like that. And then you know the seventy point three scene. It's not as big as it used to be, but you know, there's definitely some still good races going around. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would like to stay home more often. Uh, I obviously do race a little bit in Asia, but I think that that's probably going to end finish up next year. But yeah, I just I'm just enjoying being at home. Yeah, I just Fantastic. it's hard to 
yep. hard to be away from the little fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And look, there's, you know, obviously uh, the challenges you've set yourself, um, uh, Australian Ironman, that, that was would have been in three or four weeks' time. And, um, and no, yeah, and it's still a race that attracts a good yes. field. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't attract a world-class field, but this year, you know, they rumours they had they had Matt Hanson who's won the North American Championships. Yep. Uh, Reedy was returning. Like it was getting, yep. still gets a good field. So. Yep. And your form going in uh, before the coronavirus hit. How was your form in preparation for yeah. for that? Yeah, so this year I. I uh, I started with a new coach at the start of the start of this year. I started with Mitch Anderson. Yep. Uh, I finished up with Dan Flues, who I worked with since 2015, and and Dan was great. We, uh, you know, I was with Grant Giles prior to that for like eight years, and then I went to Dan, and I really learnt a whole. I kind of learnt the scientific side of training, and yep. and I really enjoyed it for a few years, but I just kind of. You know, as I had a family and I, you know, it was a lot of training and I kind of had to start to, um, I just felt like I needed another change. I just felt a little bit stale towards the end with Dan, but, um, you know, I really got some good results with Dan at the yeah. start, just changing a new method of training. But, um, this year I was really pumped to be working with Mitch. Uh, we kicked off the year at Geelong 70.3 and, you know, for me, I, I had a pretty decent swim. That's probably about the best I can get for a swim. And then, the bike was a little bit bit rough, but I felt like things were starting to get a little bit better. And then on the run, I had um, probably one of my career best seventy point three runs. So yeah, uh, you know that was really motivating. And then we started working towards Ironman Australia, and, and I just felt really good. I was enjoying uh, some different training, and and uh, yeah, I was really pumped by Ironman Oz. And then obviously the coronavirus hit, and yeah, we're all in lockdown now. So on that note. What you just mentioned before, how having goals like Ironman Australia and Kona set you year round in these in between periods, what motivates you to train? It's you know we really want to get insight into, especially in the mind of a pro athlete. What keeps yeah, with, you consistent with the, with the coronavirus happening, especially yeah, especially with the coronavirus yeah. happening. Yeah, so the so when it uh, it kind of hit, I'm just like I. I one morning I had, to, I had to do this hard ergo and I'm on the bike and I'm like, I mean, I was just being cancelled. I'm trying to do these hard five minutes and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, there's no races. <laughs> so I'm just like, stuff this. And and then I kind of, the next kind of five days, I just, I didn't train. I did nothing. I was boozing heaps. I was eating shit. Like, I was just kind of, mm. and I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I was chatting to my wife and I'm like starting to stress. Like, because I've got a mortgage, I've got a family to feed. Like, mm. you know, there's no racing, you know, big part of my income is like prize money. So yep. I started to really stress. And then I, I'm kind of one of the lucky ones. Like, I've got great sponsors. I, you know, I've got Giant who has supported me through thick and thin for the past yep. eight years. And Fantastic. I'm very lucky to have those guys still yep. in my corner. Alaska, uh, you know, a few good sponsors. So I'm like, stop, stop stressing, you know. Mm. You've got good sponsors who are going to look after you. Let's just let's just focus on the positives out of it. So I'm like, okay, no rate. So it was a good chance to, you know, let the body rest, let the mind rest. Because um, I've been at it for, I've been doing this for 14, 15 years now. Yeah. And I haven't really, you know, I have little breaks after Ironman yep. or at the end of the year I have a Christmas break. But no, you know, two, three weeks, it's not, it's not really a, like a good proper rest is it mm, like you yeah. need to really so i'm like let's just let's just chill out so i absolutely 
uh, got rid of my program, just just did things the way, like, if I felt like going for a ride, I would go for a ride. Uh, yep. If I felt like going for a run, I'd take the dog and go for a run. Just, like, no structure. And it's been good. It's been, you know, it's been nice to be at home and hanging with the family and really backing my training off and giving my family some attention, which, you know, they, you know, they, they wouldn't be getting at this time because I'd be doing Ironman training and, yep. and I'm a prick to be around <laughs> in the middle of an Ironman <laughs> block. Like, I'm tired, I'm cranky and, yep. you know, I, yeah, my wife, uh, she doesn't really like hanging out with me when I'm training for an Ironman. So do, do you think this could been, be a, a real turning point, uh, even though it's, it's a real negative for the majority of the world? Uh, you know, just giving you that hunger and desire and motivation when something's taken away from you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, fear look, of missing out, sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I've really, it's really put the hunger back in to get back racing. Um, I'm like looking forward to when a race uh, is on the calendar. That's yeah. back, and I'm kind of, I've, I got like, a, okay, I've had a bit of a breather now, and I feel. I feel good mentally. The body feels good, and now I'm thinking, okay, now's a good chance to, to work on some of my weaknesses. Like let's let's focus on the swim, let's focus on some bike stuff, and really put the run on the back burner. Mm. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm back in the gym. Like I'm, yep. you know, those little niggles that I have with my hip, my glute. I'm really working on exercising, on strengthening that. So, you know, this is a good time to work on those weaknesses yeah. you know there's no racing let's just you know if you're a good swimmer or you're good let's put that on the back burner and, and let's focus on your weaknesses and yeah. so that's what i've been doing i'm you know i'm back in the gym two or three times a week uh, uh you know i'm trying to swim in like as much as i can yep uh and yeah I, and i'm going to start focusing probably next week i'm going to re- yep. focusing on the bike stuff and yep. yeah try to yep. build some strength and and for when the season does kick off we're like you know we're being given a date now with uh, Ironman Oz, which will be September. It looks like racing is all going to kick off September. So, wow. you know, I'm yep. just thinking of that that date, and yep. uh, yeah, like yep. I'm going to work on some weaknesses over the winter months, and yep. yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm really motivated again, and and I think this this break will be really good, and um, yeah, I'm, uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's going to be good. So, on that, some of the things you just said, then, you know, you you've got identified your weaknesses and do you look at you know the guys like Fredino and what they're doing um off the bike and all of the stuff that makes the guy win a race and and win comfortably um is that something that inspires you to you know so the question would be what reaction does a poor result you know do to you does it make you more determined um when you see guys performing you know at the at the top of their game does that inspire you or does that you know put you in a depressed state uh no definitely uh, definitely inspires me like guys like yarn i just i i don't even consider myself in the same league as those guys they're just next level like he's just mm. he does everything to perfection like he's just I, i'm just like amazed that he can like live like <laughs> live like that like he mm. you know he focus he's just, so focused, yeah. Like I, I can be focused, but I'm focused for a good four to six weeks before a big race. But yeah. after that, I need to, yeah. I need to let my hair down. I need to have some fun. I, like I, I like having beers with mates. I like, mm. you know, doing other things. Like I just, yeah. Those guys, Lionel's another one. He's just, you know, yeah. he's out smashing Strava comms up Mount Lemon in, in Arizona. <laughs> like just things like I just, 
just next level. Like I, you know, I can, I can really hone it in for five or six weeks before a big race where I can, you know, sleep properly, diet properly, you know, everything's just triathlon. But yep. yeah, I can't live all year round. I'd be, I reckon I'd be burnt out. And, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, for me, that's not a healthy way to live. Like, um, and plus, I'd probably end up in divorce. <laughs> but you're not far off, them, so, especially if you want to go for another top ten finish at Kona. I mean, you're just there. What do you What do you think you want to focus on or change to get back there? Uh, I think for me in Hawaii, what's let me down the, the last couple of years is probably the bike. Um, uh, the swim a little bit. Like I've had some good swims there where I've positioned myself well. But, you, you know, you lose a little bit of time or you're at the back of that front pack, which I have been the last couple of years, or not last year, but the years before that. But uh, you just, it's a positioning game. And then you're really burning a lot of candles in mm. the first 40, 50K to try to mm. move up in the group and position you well. Because, you know, you've got 20, 30 plus guys coming out together and you've obviously got to be 12 metres apart. And you mm. don't want to, you know, going out towards Harvey, you don't want to be at the back. Mm. Um, because that's when it all starts splitting. But you you want to kind of be towards the front. But yeah. um, you know that the previous years I've really burnt some biscuits. Uh, you know, moving right in the right position, and even uh, up Harvey. Like I find the Harvey climb really tough. Uh, I felt like last year I rode it pretty pretty steady and and within my power. But some years I've seen some numbers. Yep. You know, I've had some of my twenty minute best power. <laughs> going up Harvey, which is you know not ideal in yeah. an Ironman, but yeah. but you, you know that's that's the race that's that's the race going up the road. You got to go with it if you want to be in the mix. You got you got to go with it. But uh, I, but yeah, it's, I think, and it's just it's just getting quicker and quicker there every year. I, the first year I rode there, you know, I got off um, pretty much in the main group. You know, obviously Kinlay was up the road, but you know the time we rode that year and what they're riding now. It's, 20 minutes it's 20 minutes faster now like it's just yep. i think with these uber bikers coming across like uh cameron worth and mm. and uh, all these guys i think everyone's just stepped up their cycling and everyone's just riding amazing now and lionel sanders is another one like there's just so many good bike riders there now and you just can't you just can't go there relying on a, a good run you got to be you got to be in good bike short and bike shape so um, that, I think that's a big thing that I want to improve this year. Uh, I, I don't even know if Hawaii is going to happen this year. Mm. They say it is, but uh, I don't. Probably you can't know, see I, it happening I, with everything. In the I can't US. see it. Yeah. I can't see it. No. Well, yeah, look at US. Like they're, mm. they're struggling and yeah, mm. uh, I just can't see it happening. But yeah, this is, I'm going to use this year to really, I really want to focus on that. And that was a big part of me going with Mitch Anderson too is, he was such an axe on the bike in his career, and mm. and I yeah. I really I, I I raced a lot with Mitch. He was kind of towards the end of his career when I was kind of starting, and yeah. I did a lot of races with Mitch. And I was always a big fan of Mitch, and I've always really really liked Mitch and part of the Giant family as well. Yeah. So yeah. that was a big part of going with him this year was to, to really try to um, um, improve my bike. Well, you're in great hands. He's uh, part of the Trivello family as the the main man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That, yep. we, that we send uh, uh, all our uh, injured athletes to, and we don't have many injured yep. athletes, but <laughs> the yep. ones that we do. But the yeah, one it does, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's great that you're you're so inspired by Kona, and you wanna you wanna really uh, improve uh, uh, there. And it is such a tough race, isn't it? Do you find that? 
the temperature um, in where you're training is similar to the race that you're going to race in. And I know Hawaii at, at Kona is an exceptionally hot and humid place and the lava fields, but how much um, do you place on training in the similar style uh, that's going to happen in, in the uh, in the actual race day? Yeah, like our, our summer is very similar to Kona and uh, I even find some of the days here absolutely uh, that can be hotter than Kona. Like it's, summer's brutal here. Yeah. We had a brutal summer and I do a bit of training in my shed and it's and I can I can get my Replicate. shed to like 40 yeah. degrees. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's brutal. But when you're getting ready for Kona, uh, it's like September here and it's all so much cooler. Mm. So it's kind of it's kind of a little bit hard. I was I've always done a lot of sauna going into Kona. Yep. Um, the year I did a lot of it, I got to Kona. I didn't even really feel the heat. I, I find out, but I've always been pretty good with racing in the heat. Yeah. Anyway, like I'm not. I'm a smaller guy. I my sweat rate's not. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big sweater or anything like that. So I've never really had much dra- dramas racing in the heat. But but when we're getting ready for the race. Being at home, not necessarily ideal as it. Mm. It can be. It can be hit and miss. It can be really nice August September, yep. or it can be really. It can be cold, but um, yeah. nothing like you guys in Melbourne. But <laughs> um, it can be. Yeah, it can be hit and miss. Like um, one, I've I've got ready for Hawaii here at home maybe twice, twice in my career, and the rest I've been overseas. Um, yeah, okay. I, I've been in Colorado or. Yep. Um, but when I've been home, I've kind of, if it's been a bit cool, I've gone further north and, and, and done little heat camps, but, um, but yeah, yeah, the kind of, kind of heat can be, uh, can be pretty, pretty brutal. So on that note, coming into a race, when you're trying to acclimatize physically as well as tapering, how do you prepare mentally for a race? How do you specifically prepare mentally? Yeah, basically I'm, I'm just a big, I'm just a big believer of being in the now. Like I just. I don't worry if I'm on the start line. I don't, I don't think about. I've got to do 3.8 k and ride 180 k and then run a marathon. I don't think about that. I just worry about what I'm doing that very minute. So you know, I'm putting my goggles on. I'm getting ready. Okay, where I'm going to start on the start line? I just worry about the now, and I don't worry about the outcomes or anything like that. So, um, and also for I also do a lot of visualization of the races. Like I picture myself. I visualize myself in the race and where I want to be yep. uh, during the swim, uh, where I want to be during the bike and when am I going to have my nutrition, when am I going to drink. Like I just kind of visualize the yep. whole day. Yep. And once I can kind of visualize and see it all, it, it kind of just helps during races like race time when I know when you know I've got to drink or eat or yeah. positioning and stuff like that and what part of the course like I've just visualizing i just find that really helps and, yep. and uh yeah that's how i kind of get ready but yeah i try not to think about outcomes or yep. yeah i try not to read into it too, uh, too much and that leads to the next question and you know from a coaching point of view uh you know a lot of the listeners you know they could be uh back of the packers mid middle packers or or at the pointy end of their age group you know, race plan um have you got a, a really good idea on the bike and your run pace? Um, as soon as you start riding, 
you mentioned before, you have to go with the race. And if you look down and you see you're doing your best 20-minute power, is it going through your mind that, uh, I've got a race, but this is going to end in tears if I keep this going? How do you, yeah. how do you work that out in your mind? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I really try, as I'm older too, I really try to stick to those plans now. Like I, I know my numbers, um, you know, I have a certain number on the bike that I know if I'm, you know, between 250 to 280, like I'm going to run fine. Mm. When I start pushing that 300 watt plus range, I know that I'm digging into my reserves for my run. Yeah. And the, at, the run, at the end of the day, my run's my weapon. So yep. uh, if I lose a bit of time on the bike, I'll, I'll, I'll lose a bit of time on the bike. I've got to make sure I have enough in the tank to run well. And if you can have a good run, you, you're going to place up there. So yep. uh, I really try I really try to, to be careful on my numbers on the bike. Obviously, I don't want to let the race go up the road too much. But, uh, you know, I... I'm willing to let time go to some of the Uber bikers now. Like where before when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I've got to be up there, I've got to be up there, and I would bury myself and then just wreck my race. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, for Hawaii, I'm not there to go for the win. I'm there to get a good result. Yeah. So that, um, yeah. I just, I need to be smart. So, yeah. um, no, so I definitely don't bury myself on the bike. And then I have a certain pace for the run that I know that I can, that I, I know that I'm running that I'm still burning fat and, and there's a certain number that it ticks over then and I start burning glycogen and I don't want to be dipping into my glycogen stores, you know, towards during the bike at all and then towards the run as well. Like I want to be saving that for the back end of the, of the marathon. That's great. So talk to us about, uh, you've talked to us about some of career highlights. Talk to us about maybe one of the hardest points of your career and how did you get through it? Oh, um, probably the one of the hardest. Obviously, one of them would be uh, obviously injury. Uh, I had a pretty bad injury really early on my career. I was lucky I was still working, so it wasn't as bad. Uh, I was still had a part-time job at the time, so I, it wasn't as bad. I was living at home, but um, yeah, it's always... I don't know, you just put so much pressure on yourself to, to perform all the time and, uh, you know, I, it's, it's just not possible to be at your physical peak shape all year round and hold that form. And us dumb Aussies, try, you know, we try to race every season. We try to race the Aussie season, then we go mm. overseas and try to race the American season. So uh, you can't be at your peak all year round, and, you know, it's, and you want to be, you know, you want to be podium, you want to be winning races. But, um, yeah, I... I've, I've, as I got older, I really try not to um, let it races get to me and get me down, and then dwell on it for ages, and then affect my whole life. I, you know, once a bad race has happened, I tried. Okay, you know, you know, it was a bad day. Learn from it, and then and then move on. I, I've gotten a lot better with that, dealing with bad races. But yeah, you know, races like. Hawaii, especially like last year, when you put your whole year into mm. it and chasing all these races to qualify, like I, mm. I didn't qualify my first race, I then I had to go do another race to qualify and I've got that. Like it's just a whole year process and you put your family through all this and mm. being away from them and, and you know, and for it 
to to all go run but just getting sick like just things mm. like that it's mm. just really hard to deal with but mm. as i said as i've gotten older i just kind of yep. put it down to an experience and and try to move on but um yeah i try not to beat myself up about it too much these days yeah so that's you know a question i'd like to ask about that is um putting pressure on yourself does that create a lot of nervous tension and anxiety pre-start the day before yeah. the week oh, before um how, you, totally. how do you how do you go about coping and what's your strategy on to keep yourself calm and and, and as you said try and race the race in the moment yeah totally that's another reason why i don't do it anymore is because i was putting i remember hawaii 2015 i just got seventh the year before um uh, you know i was going in as someone to, you know, keep an eye on, like mm. not a favourite, but like, a, you know, a guy that would be up there. And we just launched the, the new Giant Trinity. So we had the Giant um, global team out there. <laughs> and I put a lot of pressure on, uh, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself for that race. Obviously, because I did well the year before. Yep. Uh, I'm here with my biggest sponsor, Giant. You know, we did a lot launching this bike. We, we, mm. put a, we did a lot into it and we're there launching it all week. It was a fun week, but I put a lot of my pressure on myself. And <laughs> the night before the race, I was so shitting myself that <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I was totally stressed myself out big time. Like, I think I slept three hours that night. Mm. And the next day, I'm just like, oh, my God, what have I done? I've just I've blown my chances, I've blown my chances. And mm. I've never been so nervous or put so much pressure on myself before a race. And then after that, I vowed that I will never do yeah. that to myself again. So yeah, great learning um, experience, isn't it? Oh, totally. But yeah, I just do, I just do little things like you know some like just little meditating, just getting in a, you know, if say if I'm at a race, you know, the night before I'll when I go do my little pre-race run, the night before I'll find a little quiet spot and just sit down for like ten fifteen minutes and just chill out and mm. yeah, I just kind of just little things like that like you know it's triathlon you know the sun's going to come up tomorrow like <laughs> you know you still have a family that love you like it's, you, do you know what i mean like yeah. it's not a big deal like you know no one cares how you go except for yourself so yeah um i just try to think like that and you know it seems to work <laughs> ah. Spot on. And look, a lot of the listeners, you know, they get nervous. Uh, guys are trying to win yeah, their age and, group. And and I, oh, totally. And I still think getting nervous is a good thing. Um, you know, if you're getting nervous, it means, you know, you love care. what you're doing. Yeah. You are, yep. you know, you're excited to race, you're excited to be there, and you're excited to, to get the best result as you could possibly get. So I still think that's good, but um, to the point where you can't sleep and you're having little panic attacks like that's yep. just not healthy for you and uh, I, I'm done with that shit so I <laughs> I yeah I just uh, I still get nervous and, yep. and, and, that, and that's a good thing and look a lot of the guys we coach are definitely uh, you know they have that idea that uh, I'm standing on the beach I've done all the training I can there's nothing to be nervous about I have a race plan and if you've got all those things in your mind ticked off, it's certainly got to help with the execution. Uh, the preparation oh, is totally be key. Totally, yeah, totally, totally agree. Well, that's a great insight, Tim. Really appreciate everything that you've said in terms of um, your whole career so far and what you've done. Um, the last question that we always finish off with our guest is uh, not necessarily triathlon related, but what is the biggest lesson you've learned in the last twelve months that you would like to pass on to others? 
Oh, the biggest lesson. <laughs> Tough question. Um, yeah, basically it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, nice. it is what it is. So Nice and easy. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Now, <laughs> yeah. no, awesome. Really appreciate it, Tim. Your um, insight is invaluable. It always is getting into the mindset of a pro athlete. So we really appreciate it. Um, from our no, point of view right. yeah good luck yeah, um, once the races start up again we can't wait to see both triathlon and cycling races start up I'm sure everyone's hanging out for it and uh, we'll be looking out for you at Ironman Australia and Kona again to see how you can go yeah we really wish, oh, awesome. wish you luck mate and uh, you've got a good man in charge at the moment with Mitch and uh, I'm sure he'll get you on the straight and narrow and get that, that bike um, to where you want it um, you're a weapon runner so yeah really looking forward to seeing uh seeing how you go and there's no pressure from us at all it's, uh, it's uh, awesome thanks guys no i really appreciate it and uh cheers for the chat awesome thanks tim